0: Mr. Morgan, off your edge cause I'm wheezing on your grind, it's just chill. Cause if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happening at my pat, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore cruster
1: English, they only speak English. Dad? Link, honey, how was
0: your day? How how are you adjusting? He's doing just great. We got him enrolled in all his classes. Didn't we, pal? Uh-huh. Yeah, a success.
2: What's up? How
1: was your day, Mom? Where are you going?
2: What's he going? Uh,
1: I think he's tracking a fly.
0: Shoot, fly! Don't bother me. Shoot, fly! Don't bother me. Shoot I don't bother me cause you belong to my friend Link Good catch.
3: Meat group oh, It's, it's over. over It's over Bam, You have to be willing to rewatch a movie Oh
0: hell
3: yeah Hell yeah Quick quickery banana Movie blob. Please don't aggregate this
0: Lillard long range streak
3: it's a, their defense is atrocious. I'm sort of the rock star. Right on the People, People. Tiso, Tiso is the official watch of the NBA.
4: Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation.
5: I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the you know, here. It comes a
4: dunk.
3: Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? <laughs>
5: I think we're about five minutes into the
4: movie. Yeah, we're about five minutes in. Um, I would love to keep us moving along here. We do have to and, uh,
6: keep an eye on the time. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we, we should we've been talk. A little Yeah.
4: I would love to talk just for a sec here about the hard drive failure. Yes. Oh,
5: incredible
6: moment. Warning, abort immediately.
4: The power Let's talk about the hard drive on. failure. Right, so Monty returns um, from his meeting and with his with his thesis advisor, and he goes back home to edit his paper. And there's a power outage. And Ben, the on-screen font and computer sound effects mm-hmm. in this scene are absolutely chilling. They yeah. give me such Flashbacks. PTSD. Sugar warning, to, folks. us like, simpler, simpler personal computing times when like at the drop of a hat at the you whim of like an electrical outage. They
6: hadn't invented
4: autosave, folks. Or really any unforeseen just event. something. The wind Your chamber. computer could just <laughs> shit the bed and all of a sudden <laughs> everything your, your homework, Weeks your hard work. work, your book report, it could all be gone with the length of an eye. What the hell was
2: that? Oh, shit.
6: No.
5: No. No. No! Yep. They didn't have hard drives, okay? And that's what happened to poor Mountie. I mean, apparently the power goes out. Instead of turning your computer off, it signals you that your hard drive is breaking. It it tells you you're fucked before you're actually fucked. It's like, listen, the power went off. I'm deleting you're it. You're about to be fucked. <laughs> you're yeah. about to, hey, you're fucked. And then this gets into the central theme of the movie here, because you know, he at this point, this is my life. Yes. Uh, how many times this did we hear this? This is my life, he says. This is my life. Yeah. This thesis is my life. Which, by the way, his entire goal to graduate with honors. So I I don't know how you guys did in school. I, I was cum laude which was sure. a GPA determination, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys know how the honors work?
6: Yeah, I, I remember cum laude,
5: summa cum laude. So um, there's a GPA, kuma, summa cum laude, cum laude, um, like honors with high honors, and it's like 3.5 or above. It, I guess it maybe changes by schools. Mm-hmm. And then there is, like, I went to honors college at my state school, Kent okay. State. Okay, all right, that's enough. I think we got it, wham. And, but, but the with honors is when you do a thesis, and I got to tell you folks, there couldn't be anything with less meaning or impact <laughs> on my current life situation. I remember being You didn't 20, put that one on the resume? I remember being 20. I didn't do the thesis, but I did the honors college and I got the GPA thing. But I was in Kent State, though, because I got a 2.0 in high school. Mm. But in college, I did—I got good grades. Cause I, Shout out Kent State. Yeah. Cause home, I, but I also there, home of Devo. I was there in, in, in sort of in... Like, I only went to one school because I had no possibility of going anywhere else. But I remember graduating college or about to... I went for an internship in between my, like, last semester and my second to last semester. I went for an internship in New York City. Mm, and I'm talking to this guy, Patrick, Patrick Nagy, who is, like, a post-supervisor at ESPN when I'm getting my first editing job. And I called him when I'm back at college. We'd work together all summer. And I called him, and I'm, like, just checking up, trying to network... Get a job when I'm done graduating. And I was like, oh, I got to argue with this professor because, like, this, I got to get this B knocked up to an A. And he was like, you don't need to do that. And, I, like, in, in, when you're in college, you're like, but what about with do, honors? I gotta, yeah, I gotta <laughs> do it. What are you talking about, Pat? You, you idiot! I gotta get a fucking GPA. You know? And he was like, "You're never gonna think about that again." And at the time, it seemed it seems so crazy. But uh, this movie, if I'd seen it, I would have known. But uh, yeah. that was not my life, and I've never thought about it again. And I, if only uh, you'd didn't seen. get the grade bumped. From an eighty nine to a ninety, but mm. I did it never affected me in any any possible way. Although I do have stress dreams about returning. Do you guys have those dreams? Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. You're back, I, you have to you didn't finish college? I have that dream every fucking oof. couple
6: weeks. Didn't anyway. finish and then there's a final exam and I'm you just, just go I back. didn't even know I was in this class.
5: Yeah. You gotta go back. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. back to Brandon Fraser. This is my life.
2: Spongey! drive is fried
3: okay i've got 10 chapters printed out you've done 10 chapters of your thesis already i'm going to get xerox
2: just wait till the morning
3: it's my only copy
2: what are you afraid someone's gonna break in and steal it
3: i can't take any
5: chances this is my life
2: listen i know you worked really hard but it's not your life monty i'm gonna go with them good
6: this is my life also i love how um when Cas- uh, when monty Casually says uh, he'd already written 10 chapters of his, of his thesis jeff his roommate is like you've done 10 chapters of your thesis already which is the first hint that jeff is like actually yeah. wound hey. 10 times more tightly than monty is and but he hasn't yeah we'll done we'll, we'll be thesis. getting into jeff's situation but jeff you haven't done any of your thesis just
5: save it just by save the, it we're going to we're going to talk way, we're going to have to talk about jeff at some point i think that Chapters? I don't think there's like a chapter requirement for your thesis. I don't think it's organized by chapters. Like it's not like a fiction book, right? It's mm. not like, cha- and then to have 10 of them done, even by halfway through your senior year, like, Nobody's fucking doing that. That's wild (laughs) stuff. I wrote it like my screenwriting class in college, I wrote my movie in two days, folks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we should note it's (laughs) like right
6: around the beginning of the movie
5: is like around Thanksgiving. Right. And he's it's like late November. Is that half of his thesis? Is that the whole thesis? We don't ever find out how much. Mm. Is it twenty chapters? But we know it's it's in the eighties in in number of of number of pages. It's a lot. when something isn't due until the end of your school year, <laughs> I mean, he wants to help people. Nuts. He's it's really fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. You just wouldn't, that just doesn't happen. I mean, unless you're like, I don't know. I can't even imagine a situation where you would write 88 pages of something that's not due for six months.
4: Yeah.
6: Well, all
4: right. You know. I got to keep us moving here. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So Monty right, makes so a
6: decision like which is actually a pretty smart one that the only choice he has exactly one copy. He actually yes. does already have a backup copy. He printed it. Yeah, but which is kind of weird cuz he like freaks out like really hard. He's yeah. like no 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 when it's the hard like, drive when the computer crashes the but he has a copy.
4: Like but. the situation is more manageable than it might seem. I'm yes, like, like it, yes, it's definitely shitty, but it's like you have to retype everything. Okay, but totally. That's not which is the end of the world. Which is, but awful, he doesn't even because but, he
6: already has all the pages, and he just has to go and make copies as like a safety. That's the no, thing. I think you gotta you gotta get it back to the digital world, and that if I'm I think that if you keep well, edit. if you're go. trying to edit it, yeah. yes, if you're trying to make changes. But I assume yeah. he's like ten pages or ten chapters are done, and I just have to add to that. I don't know. You're probably right. Like, writing is rewriting. So if he was, uh,
4: you know, actually, it like. It seems like he's going to have a lot of work in front of him, but he still has, like. He's got the, the thing. He doesn't yeah, have to like rush out that night He in has the snow. a physical copy to work from.
5: Right? Yeah. He did not have to run out that night. But right, he thought so this was my
4: life. This so is my ben, life. Like Ben says, he makes the d- decision to run Shut to the library the to, to make. Uh, backup xerox copies of this. Yes. So I want to call something out here Ben. I don't know if this will mean anything to you and if you guys have the movie on on like your screen there let me know and I can give oh, you I a timestamp. I can time pull it up stamp.
5: pretty yeah, quickly. We can get that up there for so you.
4: So I'm at I'm at the uh I'm at 7:30. <laughs> I'm at 7:30 on the dot. Great.
6: Right. We're 7 minutes one hour. One hour for 7 minutes. <laughs> oh okay. this is so great i'm so, so happy seven you minutes have no and idea. 30 seconds
4: <laughs> i just want to call out something just like the visual image here we have brendan frazier and moira kelly running through the snow right. yeah and you just see them because it's nighttime they're in silhouette and so you just see their like physical form And Brendan Fraser really, to me, looks he's so big. He's wearing an enormous bulky (laughs) coat. He really looks like a Bigfoot. He looks like a linebacker. He looks like a Sasquatch. (laughs) He
3: looks like he's wearing shoulder pads. For ages, he is hidden in the forest. Eluded hunters, baffled scientists, and remained a mystery. Until the Hendersons bumped into him. What is it? It's a major discovery. We have to take it home.
4: George.
3: It's alive!
4: And I have to say, when I saw this, <laughs> immediately I was like, of course this is the person that will play the the part in Encino Man. Like, like I'm not trying to, like, yeah. jump around too much, but, like, it was, so, like, his... The way he physically... <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah he's big. a bit neanderthal <laughs> <He's> big bucks <laughs> yeah he's a big boy it, he's got it was him. just
4: very it, for he's like, six two yeah it just i think Uncommon it like foreshadows analogy. like where his oh, career is going to be Analyze. moving um but yeah he really he has big foot <laughs> vibes here yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> telegraph so the fall
5: with Moira Especially slipping
6: in the snow, he's like he's like an actual like abominable snowman.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sprint, yes, that. the way Thank he like you. kicks I, up I the don't snow want to when he much when much he runs, but he like, absolutely you don't have to like
6: is. dig your feet into the snow as you're running.
4: Yes, but he's uh, got
5: the shoulder touch forward. The
4: way, the way his uh, limbs are moving, <laughs> he's going
5: forward, he's like kind of you're right. I I made oh a I made a similar observation that I script. That I skipped. His arms and legs front, just sort of... <laughs> the, he's stumbling, he's bumbling, he's rumbling. <laughs> the, front, the first scene of the movie where he's running through the crew team. Oh, just, God. He keeps his arms too low. He, yes, he, he runs kind of uh, like yes, like, uh, like a like a like uh, a eight bit video character because he <laughs> lift his arms up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just humor him. me. Compare <laughs> does Moira does Kelly's running run? form. Compare <laughs> her not. gait to to Brandon Fraser's gait, <laughs> she looks, and you will see his yeah. legs, well,
5: folks. Like, as we
4: know, she's shot a world them,
6: class figure skater. She's she is. Yeah, She She's shot a, she's a ballerina. She's she's been yeah. She knows her way around some ice and snow. She's an. The athlete. shot
4: of them from behind. Look at Brandon Fraser's legs just going like side by side like this. It's nuts, <laughs> nuts! Oh <It's laughs> my big god! Visual, yeah, his folks.
6: his flailing the limbs, flailing. The, li- <laughs>
4: the limbs, are flailing. You it's got Moira. snow kicking around. Very no wonder control. this guy slips. He's creating a
6: plume of, yes. of snow dust with it's every step. No,
4: no wonder he slips. And well, Moira slips first, flying into the air.
6: Yeah, that's true. She does. She like, but she's but so graceful. I mean, she's yeah. perfect. She, she can never. She, do she it, knows how to fall. She pops right back up.
5: I didn't ask you to tag along.
2: You're welcome, you bastard.
5: Face it, Courtney. You just can't keep up with me. Aw,
2: Monty. Are you okay? What are you doing? God. It's down there. In the boiler room?
5: I gotta get into Widener.
2: Library's closed. The thesis in the morning. I can't wait until the morning or. You're hurt. Monty, would you like my help getting in?
5: Oh, he trips over the bike rack, and the thesis goes right down the grate.
6: Also, can we talk about what an incredible prick he is? Like, Moira Kelly is just just far too good for this world and this movie. Uh, He's, like, running ahead of her, and he's like, I didn't ask you to tag along, and then... um, and then she's like, you're welcome, you bastard. By the, the way, she seeds, volunteered to come with him uh, to just, of a love story, to just keep, com- again, keep him company. And he goes, again, face it, Courtney, you can't keep up with me. Right before he trips and fucking owns himself. Just
5: biffs it. Yeah. Well, okay, why is he burning the thesis?
4: Um, Pesci, why is he burning the thesis? For warmth?
5: Because
6: it's racist? Oh, yeah, I think he thinks it's just garbage writing. And he's like, fuck this.
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah. But again he never proves that he has any understanding of
4: like like Well I think it's t- I think it's more than than that it's only that it's race. I mean I think he's trying to keep warm, right? Like he's like keeping he's the fire. He's sitting in a boiler room.
6: He's yeah. A, yeah, he's sitting in a boiler room. <laughs> also he's in he's a He's in a boiler,
5: he's in the room but
6: where he's in library. He's not, he wants to keep he's that fire. He's also in a library
4: full of other
5: Burnable books, books,
4: <laughs> objects that could be burnt. I just never
5: picked up a, a group of pages and just thought to myself, you know what I'm going to oh, do with these bad boys? I'll just rip these out, Hit one page <laughs> at a time. Here's what I should do. Yeah, one page <laughs> at a time. He's trying to keep warm. One page. At, he's got 88. He's got to make them last.
6: Yeah. Also, I wanna I wanna just tease something now, guys, uh, and and please do not let the this recording conclude uh, without me like getting into this. But I'm gonna save it for the very end. But I'm just gonna tease something that we're gonna come back to is some sure. Widener Library lore. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that but there's some um, some historical trivia that um, that that I think is going we're all going to find very interesting the ghost so just uh
5: of Walt Whitman.
6: Yeah, something like that. But I'm just going to put that the out there and just just uh, just remind me to uh, to bring it up at the very end. Uh, which is probably going to be about uh, 6 hours from now. Yeah, we got a long journey. <laughs> it's going to be a long road, folks.
5: Strap
4: in. <laughs> an an important plot detail here is that Monte breaks his leg. Which, yeah, he, he again, flexed it up
5: pretty bad. Makes no sense because he's still walking. Out. You didn't. Yeah, if you, you see his see fall the injury and you're, you did not think he broke his leg.
4: He just goes toe first into a like a small mound of a snow. Bike wreck. It's a trips. bike wreck.
6: If anything, you'd yeah. think he like maybe broke a toe or like a wrist just like to a
5: break, arm, it, so break his when a he broke fall. Yeah. yeah. But you're not breaking a leg, and then and then you're not traveling on the leg. If your leg is broken.
4: You got
6: You're not issues. Just
5: walk. He's he doesn't walk. Well, he, in it, it, it is his life. Listen, his leg is not his life. The thesis is his life. You know. Yeah, I know you worked really hard, but it's not your life. That's Moira Kelly.
4: We're down in the boiler room at this point.
5: And we meet the titular bum.
4: We got Pesci this, burning this the boiler room. By
6: the way, is like something out. straight out of like like oh, the goodness. final scene in like Cobra or like oh, fucking RoboCop. Room. Like this thing yeah. is. What a what a set! It's it's a it's a serious boiler room. We got it's a steam yeah. boiler. Steam is pumping out like crazy.
4: Yeah, and like the grates. Like I love mm-hmm. the the elevator shaft that Brendan Fraser takes down into the basement. Mm, yeah, Brazil, very Brazil.
5: Like Brazil.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great film.
5: And oh, then yeah. uh, here's the thing: Joe Pesci, who is later in it for blackmail, initially tries to kill Brendan Fraser. That's true.
3: No! No! Ah! Ah! It's mine.
5: That's all I want.
1: It's important. It belongs to me. Finders, keepers, losers, wafers.
5: Yeah, yeah he's wielding a pipe to murder him.
6: Yeah, like without any idea who no, this person it could be—a security guard. No idea. He fucking no whips idea. around with that pipe. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I'm, am killing you.
5: Yeah, you're dead. He's ready to. Throw Listen, down. buddy, you're dead. Okay, I've, I've read Leaves of Grass, and you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then then he attempts to get him to give him this is again where I'm like, this movie has so many themes that don't pay off. Joe Pesci doesn't actually want anything from Brendan Fraser, nor need anything from Brendan Fraser. Mm. As you find out, he's quite happy to be living in the basement of this library. The only way that he 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 ruins it for himself by trying to kill Brendan Fraser and keep his thesis. If yeah. he just gives Brendan Fraser back the thesis, he gets what he actually wants, which is to just stay in the library Yeah, and he, live he, his life. He,
4: he did want a perfectly glazed donut and some clean underwear. I mean, yeah. there, are, there that, are things he did want.
5: But that he didn't None even really request. want them. I just felt like like you could get those things, and like what was the point of having 88 pages of blackmail for Brendan yeah. Fraser's character? It seems... Very, like loose and like unsustainable. Like, yeah, here's hey. Here's a th- rather than taking five hundred American dollars, I want to have you just available if I need yeah. a fucking donut.
6: Yeah, Here, like, here's a theory, guys. I don't think it's actually about the money or the donut or the underpants. Frankly, I think it's really more of a about power. like a power move. Mm, um, yep. Pesci power. Simon is 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 sees this person who he clearly has like great contempt and disdain for sure. and is like, I can cut you right down to size. Cause I've got something you want and now I'm going to
5: make you dance right. for it. Um, right. And yeah, a normal person would be like, I'll give you this thesis for $500, $200. Yeah. No, but to have this Machiavellian, scheme where you have this mm. pay every page you get one page for one good deed and you dictate what those things are and the value of one page can vary drastically from the value of another page mm. like you know what for a donut like okay so i'll give you 88 donuts but no it's not just a donut it's the donut the underwear uh, later he's, like, asking him for... A, he, give, he gives him a blanket, he gets a page back. What else does he ask him for, for pages? And that doesn't go on for very long.
6: Yeah, the deal kind of falls apart quickly. Um Yeah, because at first it's supposed to be, like, one page for one thing. But then he's just like, can I
5: come in your house? Yeah. And then Brent Freed yeah. like, no. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you know, no, you can't. Like, Which gets yeah. to another really funny thing about the film is that, like pretty early on like we've already done the court case so I don't know if we need to go back there but after post court case Brendan Fraser like begging this guy to give him all the pages finds you know somehow Pesci eludes the cops with only the thesis they find everything but the thesis yeah we never find out where he hides it because he loses all of his all, all of his other, other belongings guy. he gave it oh, to that oh that's right the other bum friend yeah but um, but he he did that in like a magical you know like there was no time for him to have done that but he did it <laughs> yeah. and then um then like pretty early on like could you imagine being in college and a 70-year-old bum you're like this is awesome we get to hang out with this <laughs> seventy-year-old. They pretty early on are like, "This guy's great. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's so this fun. guy is fun. You know, yeah, let's take a... him. Let's take him to a party. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he can. He's he's kind of a cool. Hang, <laughs> he can hang. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're a senior in college, and you're like, oh, I've never knew that I wanted this in my life, and they mm-hmm. wanted this guy in their life. Well,
4: he More has so much anything.
6: wisdom, so much wisdom to impart, but, but uh, he doesn't.
4: This <laughs> he is just, a like farts and stuff. This is. Yeah, this scene in the basement here, this is a good old fashioned stick up.
1: What size underpants you wear? Excuse me? What size are your underpants? I could use a new pair. Okay,
5: of- okay, okay, okay. I'll bring you some underpants, all right? Just don't burn any more pages. I'll bring the underpants, and then you give me my thesis back. Your thesis?
1: Is that what this piece of shit's supposed to be? What's it supposed to be on, Harvard? Government. Government? You know, I didn't recognize you. You're Dan Quayle. You came back to finish your education, huh, boy? Oh, yeah. You're
4: Dan Quayle. You came back to finish your education, huh, boy? So he
5: did read the
4: paper. So he's reading it, mm-hmm. and he's taking it personally. And he's like,
5: fuck the, this
6: guy. The first of many uh, topical references by by Simon, uh, I mean, if, he may not read more than two books, but he definitely uh, gets an eye on that <laughs> newspaper every days. now and then because, yeah. yeah, there's a couple little timely uh, tidbits, morsels like that, Um by wait, the way, Dan, Dan Quayle, finish, did he not finish Harvard? N- so that's a great question, which, of course, I had to research because I was like, wait, well, Dan Quayle didn't come back to finish. Um, but yeah, so Quayle never attended Harvard. Um, he oh. went to high school in Indiana and then matriculated at DePaul University, where he received a B.A. in political science in 1969. So, so this that's just a delicious. reference to Dan Quayle being dumb.
0: Millions of innocent people lost their lives because of the bigotry and Hitlerism that permeated Germany and other parts of the world. It was an obscene period in our nation's history. No, not our nation's, but in World War II. I mean, we, we all lived in this century. I, did. I didn't live in this century, but in this century's history. As we did not have, matter of fact, we fought Hitlerism which was a totalitarian form of government. I have as much experience in the Congress as Jack Kennedy did when he sought the
3: presidency. Senator, I served with Jack Kennedy. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy.
6: Which of course is a result Very of cute. the potato potato with an E incident from nineteen ninety two. slip up by then Vice President Quayle uh, which um, you know, launched a, an absolute frenzy of uh, late night jokes and gags Nobody um, this guy.
0: let me just tell you how thrilling it really is and how, what a challenge it is because in 1988 the question is whether we're going to go forward to tomorrow or we're going to go past to the, the, the back and I can tell you listen we don't want to go back to tomorrow we want to move forward I believe that I've made uh, good judgments in the past, and I think I've made good judgments in the future. And the future will be better tomorrow. Well, Bobby Knight told me this. He says, there is nothing that a good defense cannot be a better offense. In other words, a good offense wins. <laughs> I was known as the chief grave robber of my state. I have a very strong record on the environment in the United States Senate. <laughs> Hawaii has always been a very pivotal role in the Pacific. Uh, it is in the Pacific, It's a part of the United States that is an island that uh, is right here. For those of you whose eyes may be fluttering in disbelief, let me repeat that. Hawaii has always been a very pivotal role in the Pacific. It is in the Pacific. It is a part of the United States that is an island that is right here.
3: a very different man from the uh, intellectual midget that has been portrayed in much of the media.
4: Way to go, man. You just I know. misspell yeah. one word. You've done so yeah. much. You and I was like entertain. vice president of the United States, yeah. and you once misspell Miss a word. Is Do you guys asshole. remember how
6: that went down, though? Because I was trying Dude, to, like, remember, like, remember it so kid. Yeah, it was, a, it was a spelling bee, thing, and a kid yeah, the wrote only potato. Thing I
4: remember and about like, potato. Uh,
5: yeah, not, uh, you're forgetting the e, mm-hmm. and like I think that was, I mean, just the certainty in the face of like a child. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that and
4: Saturday Night Live, like just oh, yeah. roasting him. They used to it eat. Was like, He's done.
3: Eat oh yeah. He really did. On January 20th, 1989, George Herbert Walker Bush is sworn in as the 41st President of the United States. It is a cold, rainy day, but Bush, eager to put his wimp image behind him, refuses an overcoat. January 21st. Stricken with pneumonia, the new president lies gasping for air in Walter Reed Hospital. In his delirium, the fever-wracked chief executive mistakes his wife for George Washington. With the words, Have you come for me, Mr. President? he lapses into a coma. Meanwhile, at the White House, a mood of quiet panic prevails. Outside of the president's personal physician, his wife, and White House chief of staff, James Baker, only one man, Vice President Dan Quayle's father, knows the extent of the president's illness. January 22nd. 18 hours after lapsing into a coma, President Bush's vital signs flicker and then fade out. Dan Quayle, President. Starring Dana Carvey as President Dan Quayle. John Larroquette as James Baker. Kevin Nealon as Michael Deaver. And Phil Hartman as Admiral William Crow. Tonight, Chapter One The First Five Minutes.
0: And God be with you. Jim, hear me out. He's only brain dead, all right? No, 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 no. Just just listen. We could hook him up to one of those thingamajigs. I'm no scientist or anything, but we'll keep his vital organs alive. Limit his personal appearances. Stop we it, don't... Michael. Face the facts. Dan Quayle is president. Yes?
2: Mr. Baker, Vice President Quayle is here.
6: Jim, Mike. <laughs> I just got a phone with my dad. He, uh said the president is sick?
3: He's not sick anymore, Mr. President.
6: Oh, great, great. Because let's face it, I'm not ready to be president here, all right? I mean, come on. I mean, maybe eight years from now, that's another thing. But uh, to tell you the truth, the whole idea of it just gives me the serious heebie-jeebies. Sir, sir, the president is dead. You are the president. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's just back up that thought. Hold on there, mister. Now, what was that again?
3: President Bush is gone. You, Dan Quayle, are the president.
6: By the way, according to Quayle's memoirs, um, he said he claimed that he was relying on cards provided by the school, which Quayle says included the misspelling. So even like in his later years, he was like, it wasn't wasn't, wasn't my fault. I didn't fuck up. It wasn't my fuck up.
5: It was their fuck up. Supposedly (laughs) saved the Republic, though, Dan Quayle, by Mm. advising Mike Pence to not... Like, go with fake electors. That Wait, you guys, you've heard that? I don't know if I forgot that Dan Quayle was in,
6: involved in that. In that Mike particular Pence chapter. called Dan Quayle on the oh, sure. i Sure, of course, candidate two candidate. Indiana boys. Yeah, they must
5: and have was been like, uh, what old what chums. What do I do? Do I overturn democracy or do I hmm. keep the old train going? And Quayle was like, Are you nuts, buddy? Keep it going. <laughs> like, wow. Like, it, Pence was like, like, What do you oh, think got
4: us here? Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's a land of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> So wow, okay, what, a, so, what an arc! What an arc! Yeah. I mean, so Dan you, Quayle you came back to finish the your education. Humble here, Chris, and drive us through this movie train. Yes. Where are we?
4: So we we talked about court. We'll move through that after court. What do we have here?
6: Actually, wait, real quick before oh, court. Sorry. Oh yeah, there's an Alan Dershowitz uh, Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz reference myth. in court. There's, a there's also a, a clearance January 6th in this movie. But go a, on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's also a clarence thomas reference later on um but wait be, right before so after uh monty and uh and courtney leave the library empty-handed they get back home and of course immediately uh monty proposes involving the police no point you university cops no, no
2: no no let's negotiate it. how much cash do we have on? because
6: uh, you know that's the solution to any any problem uh but um but i love jeff's line here um Oh, and I love how like they're all just like hanging out back at the house, and Everett is just like openly like making out with like another woman like in front of everyone. So good, um, such an Everett move, classic Everett. Oh my Everett. God, Everett. Um, but uh, but Jeff drops this uh, this how gem. How much cash do we have on you Can't eat money. Doesn't money buy food? Helga, you're brilliant. I love you. Oh, he's probably schizophrenic. Most of the homeless are schizophrenics who don't take their medication.
4: Life well, yeah.
6: Jeff says he's probably schizophrenic. Most of the homeless are schizophrenic who don't take their medication. That's what we believed. Which I mean, is, Jeff, first of all, in, inaccurate. Um, that's what they told us, Ben. Yeah. They told us that. Very, uh, very insensitive, and not to mention inaccurate. Um, very
5: 94, man. That was yeah. the, That was the yeah. view of, of many people. Um, <laughs> Including uh, a nine-year-old me. I mean, you're, I was terrified of homeless people.
6: Yeah, of course. Like, it, it makes sense, you know, uh, why he would think that. But, um... Uh, Oh, yeah. And then uh, Monty says, this guy could be using my thesis for toilet paper. He could be eating it. He has no respect for himself, (laughs) much less for what I am struggling to do. Uh, Uh, Which, again, (laughs) really, really, I mean, got to hand it to the screenwriter. Like, the character of Monty just, mm, like, so choice. Tells you yeah uh the delivery too like i, I also have to give it up to the casting director because brendan fraser i think i read that before was this movie up uh i, th- I forget if it was supposed to be someone else no maybe maybe it was a different role or a different character in the movie but anyway brendan fraser's like face his delivery his like just his smugness like ever like he really is like just like there no other actor could be monty like he's he's really yeah, just I perfect agree.
5: lord montague
6: oh lord montague
5: but if they didn't get Dempsey, they could have gotten rdj and it would have been yeah just sla- just swap them shot for shot they could have changed him in and out take after take oh yeah oh yeah and then and then Courtney, the the you know
6: perfect beautiful angel that she is 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 the lone voice of humanity and like, she just says talk just do it reason with him he's a human yeah. being which money replies
2: he doesn't know you I'm sure he doesn't want you to fail just reason with him He's a human being, for God's sake. Just deal with him like Gordon. I
5: know he's a human being, Courtney. I smelled him, okay? I know he's a human being, a worthless, stinking, filthy, useless human being. I be- know he's
6: a human being, Courtney. I smelled him, okay? I know he's a human being, a worthless, stinking, filthy, oh useless human being. Oh Again, oh try to imagine this movie if Simon was played by a black actor. <laughs> oh <boy>. Okay. <laughs>
4: Yeah. So Simon goes to court and <laughs> he like we said at the top, um he the the uh, most of the charges against him are dismissed. He's held in contempt and Brendan Frazier bails him out, pays the fine, and he's yeah. released and cut to uh Pesci marching through what appears to be like Harvard Square Harvard and Harvard Square. Um, great
5: ice cream store there, folks.
4: He gets yeah. he gets a nickel a quarter whatever it is from a, a woman on the street mm. and love this little um, this bar a quarter for the paper scheme. What's he do? Smart he puts academia. it he puts it into the newspaper machine, takes out a stack of newspapers, and he's going to be selling these papers to try to earn a living. Now he got a little
5: business.
1: Excuse me, miss. Can I borrow your quarter? I'd like to get the morning paper here. Sure. Thank you, sweetheart. Hey. You know what the greatest nation in the world is,
2: don't you? Well, I hope
1: it's the USA. Wrong. It's donation. There you go. That's for being so generous. Would you like a couple more for your friends? No, one's fine. Thanks.
4: Mm-hmm. It's a little side hustle. It's not It's not much, but it's a living. The greatest nation in the world. What is it, of course? It's donation, folks. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he offers her a paper she declines and uh he's he's selling you know he's, he's hawking these things left and right uh,
6: the showmanship here like the, the town crier um
5: uh, mode he gets into yeah and this is the first you looked at me I'm and you didn't Houston see a over
1: here, only 25 cents. get your paper over here only 25 cents read all about it clarence thomas wins appointment moves in on top of a hill i'll take one of those there you go miss
4: yo let me check that out
1: 25 cents
4: yeah, on Mr. Page five, uh, man. Mr. Wilder,
0: look, I bailed you out. I think that entitles me to a conversation.
1: Read all about it. Harvard student dies in freak accident, crushed by giant ego. I'll
0: take the rest. Here's five bucks.
1: What do you see when you look at me? What do you see? A man. No, you see a piece of shit, Harvard. I see a man who needs a home. I had a home. I had a warm place to sleep 17 bathrooms and 8 miles of books. I had a goddamn palace. You know why I need a home? Because of you. Because when you looked at me, you didn't see a man.
5: This is the central point of conflict, and possibly the actual, maybe what I was confusing for what a normal normal person might want from this exchange, but that's what Joe Pesci's character wants. He wants to be considered a man. Yeah. And the things and getting- that he's gone through, he's been overlooked... Uh, he's had, he's been cheated. We find out later that he's been severely cheated by people that he trusted Mm -hmm. and, uh, he wants to be recognized as a human being and that's it. That's what he wants.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And getting back to your point earlier, Chris, he, he, uh, he's really, uh, upset over the fact that he, um, no longer. So, I don't know if we actually mentioned this explicitly, but when, the cops, you know, so they do eventually involve the police, uh, which is why he winds up, how he winds up in court. Uh, but, you know, they uh, basically, like, go through all of his belongings in the boiler room and kick him out. Um, and so he effectively loses his home. Um, and he's, like, really upset about that. He says, um, you know, Monty says, uh, when he does the, oh, who do you see? I see a man. No, you see a piece of shit, Harvard. Which, by the way, is his nickname for uh, for Monty. Monty. He just calls him Harvard. Harvard. Um, great. and then Hamadi's like, I see a man who needs a home. And uh, Simon says, "I had a home. I had a warm had place a to home. sleep. Seventeen bathrooms and eight miles of books. So I had a goddamn palace. Um, <laughs> and the only two books I've ever read. <laughs> so it's true that he didn't yeah. like need or want anything. He was very happy there. He wasn't looking for extra money or extra but that's like the
5: crazy. Like why did he do this thesis thing? It doesn't really add up. Doesn't make I, any fucking sense. Doesn't right? Doesn't really add up, folks. Then Monty invites him to live." At their house, right? In well, not quite at the house, swam in the van.
6: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Wham, uh, van van is good for you. We got a we got a house. We got a van. Van is
5: good for uh, you. We got go to go. Which yeah. I can't. This is an, this is another thing that I get. I like Jeff being the only sane person. I don't think you should just invite someone you don't know, regardless of whether they're homeless or not. If they're forty years your senior, <laughs> and you've just met them you probably should not invite them to live in your house. But they're so amped, they're so cheesed about it when they finally do. Like, it, like it just, that part, it just doesn't jive with, re- again, it's like, what are these college students who are like, oh, great, this older man can now live with us and partake in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make a lot of doesn't make a lot of sense, but they, they like, hate, they're, like, so mad at Jeff, because he's like, should we really have this guy around here? And they're like, well, of course we should. I mean, like, I will say the
6: way that, Je- like, Jeff's whole, like, disposition I'm... is extremely grating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's very nebbishy. He very...
4: may technically be a voice he, of reason, he... but I no, he, I gotta his... say, I
6: am not team Jeff. No his way. His function <laughs> but,
4: is to be a stick in the mud. But, <laughs> but oh this my is God, like karate a karate
6: situation. of man.
5: Where you're yeah. like, actually, yeah. Like, if I'm paying rent in a house, and someone's like, oh, I'm just gonna have this guy who we know nothing about live here i'd mm. be like that's not safe i'm out of here there's like a there's a woman who lives in this house like that's part of it right and then there's me like i don't want this guy like you just don't know them like that makes yeah. no sense so i i would not be happy about it i let's talk completely let's understand talk about the
4: um the initial living situation that we set up here for simon the yeah. outdoor van yep
1: Well? What's that? A house. I prefer that.
0: It's full. It's the best I can do. My roommate boss cracked up two months ago and quit school. This is his stuff.
1: Where is he now? Bali. Bali, I've been there. Merchant Marines. Swab the decks and see the world. Just don't breathe in the engine room.
5: Well, all this comfort can be yours for just one senior thesis.
1: For each night's lodging, one page.
5: Look, Mr. Wilder, I don't think you understand. This is nine months of my work. I need all the pages now. Just give me everything and you can stay until spring. I give you my word.
1: Your word, Harvard? Surely ye jest. Did you forget about our original deal? One thing for one thing. Get a little creative, you'll have me out of here in no time at all. By the way, I'll need something decent to read.
0: Anything you want from the library.
1: Well, I was reading German All by Zola until I was so rudely interrupted.
0: You'll have it by tomorrow.
1: Boy, oh boy.
0: Where are you going?
1: I gotta get dinner, Harvard.
0: My roommates
4: are cooking dinner. I'll get you something. Wait a minute! What are they having? What are they having? So I will say immediately: this, you know, like uh, I guess the theme of the film is like that—that—that that, that Simon wants to be treated like a human being. This, to me, immediately had like—he's a dog. dog. Yeah. yeah, this this immediately had like he's a, he's a dog, a dog, dog vibes. A house out there. Like mm-hmm. you, ha- this is a dog. Like you, you can live in a dog house mm-hmm. in the freezing cold. We will bring you a plate of hamburger meat. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, also, and like they got mad at him you, for bringing him dinner. Like too. you could, eat oh, yeah. this... You I could
4: eat that. this like dog meat and <laughs> live in this like shack you get your own little house. yeah outside. you could live <laughs> you could live in this dog house in the dead of winter in the dead yeah. of
6: winter. we should also make it clear that this is not a running or operational van. No, there the is van no is the van is completely broken down. there's no way to turn on the engine or provide
5: any heat uh, Again, of any kind. It's great. literally a metal doghouse a great moment to point out that Simon, what Simon wants is so not like cogent because then you have, uh, I'm sorry, Everett come out and he's like, uh, like your van doesn't even work. And Everett's like, Oh, could you, do you know how to fix it? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, how much would you fix it for? And he's like six bottles of wine, mm-hmm. fixing an entire van, like, we don't even know what's wrong. This van is. <laughs> Three weeks of manual labor. Yeah, like, parts. We're, talking, yeah. we're talking about like acquiring parts, <laughs> like installing parts, <laughs> having the tools to install the parts, like the, like being able to like jack a van off. Hey, the he's ground. got street smarts. The, okay, the he's not just a bum. He's a Harvard bum. <laughs> so this van is derelict in the back of their house, and this guy's like, for six bottles of wine, I'll fix this entire van, yeah. which is a deal that anybody who owns a car would take. Like, we're talking about hundreds of, like, if you can fix a van, you you could potentially make a lot of money fixing other people's cars. But again, you won't give this guy back his thesis.
4: It's not, because it's not about the wine. Like, but clearly, also, it's not about the wine. Well, it he is about the wine. The comp- he's alcoholic. He's very he w- much an alcoholic. <laughs> but they also I mean, don't sure. address he's, that part of but it. But he's anyway. an alcoholic <laughs> just like he's Which starving. Which is
6: another theme that's just right. thrown in there. I mean, he's a bum, so he has to be He's like He's an alcoholic an just alcoholic.
4: like as much as he is a guy that's starving for food. Like, yes, yeah. he wants a glazed donut, but it's more about... It's, Having it's deep.
5: this guy do his bidding.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also think it's ultimately about like wanting friends and like wanting a family. Uh, like when you think about the way the film ends mm-hmm. and how he describes in his obituary that like he's they were his leading, family, he survived yeah. by yeah. his family. Yeah, like As actually, what? Kids. Yeah, what he actually wants is like wow, human love. Connection. Like yeah, wow. like he he wants a family and he wants friends. Like he <sighs> he wanted. He wanted their friendship more than oh, their man. food. Like, That's I mean, yes, really he hard. did need food. Oh, like, again. yes, he needed food, and yes, he needed clean underwear, and bottles yes, he ne- and yes, he needed bottles and bottles, bottles, bo- bottles and <laughs> <wine. laughs> <laughs> bottles of wine. But I think ultimately... Boy, oh top me off. Boy, oh boy, boy. boy, boy. By the way, we have to get into the boy, oh boys, because boy I, boy, boy. I have a lot of notes ultimately, on the boyo Ultimately, what he needed from these people was like the decency to like to be treated decently and to like have f- their friendship yeah just
5: sort of a muppety way to go about it by like stealing something and then
4: well you the can't other, very well like,
6: just be like hey be my friend like I'm 70 let's hang out like and, he and has to like was.
4: well unfortunately he had to hold them hostage because they didn't um they, weren't, they weren't capable Monty, hostage. Monty was not willing to treat him like a normal <coughs> Everett human likes him right person. away
6: and oh so they hit it off.
5: Courtney. Yeah, like 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 gangbusters. Everett and him have that conversation and they do that wine transaction. Yeah. yeah. Well there's, like there's there's
6: there's witty banter and Everett is oh, like you hello. speak my language. Oh, okay, <laughs>
5: okay. <laughs> another another can, dandy. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this. Mm-hmm. So he's in the van. What struck me also was, like like they have that scene where Courtney comes in and Brendan Fraser's like looking out the window at the van at like oh. midnight. So many, so many moments of
6: him. Why is he just w- looking forlornly, looking out the window at okay. the so van? Well, Courtney's <laughs> like, you're so deep. Uh you have such a heart, don't you? But
5: like, what is he looking out there? What is he like? The what just surrounds. What does he want yeah. to see? What yeah, he just, he's like, is he still in the van or like is like what does he, what does he want to see when he looks out that window? It's I don't understand.
4: When Courtney's out there, no, he on him? no,
5: he just looks. Courtney comes in and mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser is just looking out the window at the van. Yeah.
6: He spends like half the movie just in just his bedroom look. looking out the window at the van. Yeah. <laughs> A good well, portion susp- of the movie. He's suspicious yeah. of him. I
5: mean, <laughs> you think that's
6: what it is? Lo- he's like loving yeah. it, making he's sure he's not, He does at not want
4: he does stealing want, any oily rags. Yeah, he doesn't want this like robber to come in the house <laughs> and steal his stuff. <laughs> Okay,
6: <laughs> that's one theory. All right, okay. wait. I have to. I have to point out the first boy oh boy of the movie that, uh, boy, oh boy. that comes <laughs> in boy. at at nineteen. Boy, do oh do believe I kept track of all of them? The at nineteen forty two, we have our uh, our first our very first one. Boy oh boy, um, boy oh and this boy. is right after. Oh wait, actually, sorry. We have to back up again because. The the first like um, when they're first setting the deal, the one page for one night of lodging. That's that's the deal that they've, yeah, the, sure. uh, the understanding that they've come to. Um, and uh, and then Simon also asks for quote something decent to read, and Madi says sure, whatever you want. And then Simon says, well, I was reading Germinal by Zola till I was so rudely interrupted, and so that got me to thinking. I don't know, Germinal. I've not. know, I'm not familiar with this. So of course, a little bit of research um <clears throat> germinal is the 13th novel in emile zola's 20 volume series uh le rougon maca uh, i think that's the pronounce close to the pronunciation sure. uh which is a, a a he was a zola was a french novelist uh journalist and playwright in the 1800s yep. and germinal is uh considered to be his masterpiece and one of the most significant novels in french tradition And it is an uncompromisingly harsh and realistic story of a coal miner's strike in northern France in the 1860s. Um, So I haven't read this book myself, but from my research, it looks like it's basically like a working class, like socialist, like manifesto or like, or like Mm. anthem. Um, And it really uh, came to like symbolize like working class causes. And to this day, it retains like a very uh, special place in like sort of socialist, uh, French socialist uh, lore. And um, and uh, from Wikipedia, I read that uh, Zola ends the novel on a note of hope and one that has provided inspiration to socialist and reformist causes of all kinds throughout the years since its first publication, quote, beneath the blazing of the sun in that morning of new growth, the countryside rang with song as its belly swelled with a black and avenging army of men germinating slowly in its furrows, growing upwards in readiness for harvests to come until one day soon, their ripening would burst open the earth itself. Amazing. Which, uh, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but sounds a lot to me like socialist revolution. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just one more little, you know, kind of political wrinkle to, uh, to, th- to throw in the mix here. Uh, Again,
5: you can't put too many themes in a movie folks <laughs> you just you can't
6: yeah i mean you
5: just can't listen it's but it fits it's perfect it's the
6: it's the it's the mano mano you know one end of the spectrum versus the other right. we've got our we've got our left wing we've got our right wing let's see who comes out on top um and you know hey like again it's it's maybe a little on the nose but as far as uh, literary references go, I feel like, you know, this movie could have done a lot
5: worse. So so post-van, post the introduction, which is already kind of hinted at, another central theme of this movie, which is love. Oh, yeah. So this is when uh, Courtney, they're having a debate. She comes in, looks, he's looking uh, up the window. Oh, boy, like yeah. Go, There's a whole they, argument, a fracas in debate, the house. What should we do with this gay? Yeah. And she puts her leg in the doorframe.
6: Uh, just after uh, Everett says, my cock is a lot cleaner than your bum.
3: What if my parents pull one of their surprise weekend visits? My mom would have a heart attack. I mean... Don't you think it would have been a little
0: more considerate if you'd asked Jeff's mother first? Hey, don't
5: you lecture me about consideration. You keep a rooster in the house.
0: Oh, no, look. My cock is a lot cleaner than your bum.
2: We're comparing cocks and bums? Is this inside macho talk?
0: The rooster happens to be the centerpiece of my radio show Fine, the bum is the centerpiece of my life The bum is my summa cum
5: laude Listen, does
2: anybody have a razor? My legs are turning into Christmas trees Courtney? (laughs) Come on, we're all guys here
5: She puts her leg on the doorframe Sort of very reminiscent of uh, Mrs. Robinson Uh Uh-huh From The Graduate Oh yeah, big time But then she says, does anybody have a razor? My legs are turning into a forest do Christmas trees, Christmas, Christmas trees, to be exact. That's right. <laughs> and uh, that's Mama when, Mia. That's when you catch Brendan Fraser does like the double take. Like, oh yeah, look, the, the quick look away. look away, yeah, yeah. look <laughs> away. <laughs> like you get the single on him, and he's like, oh, and then mm-hmm. he like looks away quickly. Like, oh no, don't it, let her see me. Right, and then and then he follows her into the bathroom. They have the debate about like whether or not the guy should be there. They follow her into the bathroom, and then. Gives her the razor, she's shaving his legs, and she's Wait, like, wait, while she is showering it yeah, with, like, right a
6: translucent curtain, like, it yeah, is he comes not right even close she's not, to being she's opaque. Not
5: she's not um, by this. She, she literally says, come on, we're oh. all guys here. Well, um, so she also operates, this is, again, another theme that they put into the movie that doesn't really go... She's this, like, he's clearly a romantic mm-hmm. authoritarian government wannabe mm-hmm. and she is a like like this was again another prevalent female archetype in the 90s was like this oh sex is a no big deal
6: oh lady. yeah she's so like, mature oh, and
5: worldly oh i just have sex i you know i do sex all the time yeah like she, i don't take and sex like, home i oh, keep it yeah, separate like, yeah. yeah this is so it's so different for me because like i'm not like other girls i just do sex whenever yeah
6: like she does sex whenever such a yeah such a like second wave feminist as uh, opposed like, to
5: <laughs> As opposed to Brendan Fraser's character, who is clearly a romantic, like, he has his, his eyes are only for her. Do we, think, and,
6: do we think Monty's a virgin? Like, what are the odds? I think for, so. For probably pretty high, right? You have 88 pages mm-hmm. of the thesis done? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, he doesn't, come out he doesn't strike folks. me as a guy who has done much other than read and study. He pines? He does he pine writes his a lot. Thesis. <laughs> he looks forlornly out of windows. <laughs> he
5: pines. Yep. He pines. He pines. He he writes craves.
6: His thesis. He's
4: monitoring his girlfriend's security. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He, I mean he he's a traditional
6: the... yeah, male male yeah. Uh, archetype. Yeah, look yeah, trying to be the the oh, protector of the house. And he's totally friend zoned, right? Oh, so such a such a, a hard friend zone there. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile Courtney is just like so nonchalantly cool Um, her slam uh, uh, of of Jeff as she's like walking out um, because of course Jeff is like also like insanely uncomfortable with like any mention of like sex or like bodily functions of any kind doesn't like it and Courtney goes at one point Jesus Courtney can we just not talk about sex right now oh
2: Jeff You've got to take your girlfriend home this morning, so I took the air out of her and put her in the closet. Bing bong.
6: Fucking burned. <laughs>
5: <laughs> got him. Uh, you wanna shit. see a dead body, folks? Vaporized. <laughs> Fucking murked his soul with that one. So she's in there shaving. He comes in, and then he drops the line.
2: Listen, he's gonna freeze in that wreck. I got some extra blankets in my closet. Go get them filled.
5: I don't want him to be too comfortable.
2: Goodbye, die, Monty.
5: No such luck.
2: You're not really like this, are you? Please tell me if this hard-hearted jerk isn't really you. do give up on me, Courtney. I'm tired of disappointing you. Well, then do our self-interest. You want to be a hot shit diplomat, right? Secretary of State? I mean, even Pecan would offer a hostile power a couple of blankets to establish goodwill.
5: Then cut yourself. I've never wanted to be a razor so bad in my life. I've never wanted to be a razor so much in my whole life. Oh, my
4: God. <laughs> yeah, TMI.
6: I never wanted to be a razor so bad in my
5: life. I wrote this note
4: down.
6: What the fuck does relax, that mean, Mon- dude? Relax, Mon- <laughs> buddy.
4: Stop.
5: Okay, with again, the- he's a virgin, right? Because it clearly, like, what
4: yeah. the razor's
5: doing is <laughs> exactly. not. Exactly. Like, you don't spend a lot of time. <laughs> his ultimate <laughs> sexual fantasy is to, <laughs> to cut the a hair off a teeth, woman's you know? leg. So, so they also. There's a great line from Pesci, and this prompted me. I think I had like a little Mandela effect back to the Madonna <laughs> shadow over this movie. Hmm. There's a line in this movie where he says, "Does Madonna take a clothes off?" Oh, that's right. Madonna's so fucking called that by says name. The word Madonna in the movie. Referring to Madonna. good catch. I think it's the next morning at breakfast. I think. He I forgot all about that. That's my Danettek off. I wrote down 108 as the time code, which is completely useless. But, <laughs> 108. Uh, <okay>. That <laughs> doesn't. That doesn't mean it. Maybe that's an hour and eight minutes in. <laughs> yeah, I think that crazy. might be later on. Okay, yeah. so I'll skip. I'll skip because that might be the French toast scene way later. So okay. I'll skip oh
6: boy, yeah. The French, We're going to talk about that scene for sure. Yeah, we will. But we'll um, go back
5: to the
6: shower yeah so after the shower right so we we have the iconic unforgettable line never wanted to be a razor so bad in my life and then we we go out and now Everett is outside uh talking talking uh, you know talking shop with simon and he gives him leaves of grass by walt whitman um because there's also like this weird kind of confusing backstory of how like uh, Everett oh, said on his DJ theme. radio show that another someone spotted theme. Whitman's ghost in the library, but that was actually like I don't know exactly know how he like puts that together. It doesn't but he's pay like, off, folks. There's like there's like a weird rumor going around campus that someone saw <laughs> that a ghost a in the wall. library. Yeah. And Everett thinks, oh, it must have been a homeless person. You Most must be the this homeless guy. Person. So you're Whitman's ghost. So here's well, Whitman's Which is leaves of grass. The guy's haunting. Totally the library logical.
0: To yeah. But your namesake's work somebody spotted you in the library thought you were Walt Whitman's ghost boo van's actually mine you know you see I loan my ex
1: roommate a small fortune and I bet she fled to Bali and I got the van so why don't you sell it the engine doesn't run so fix it want me to do it for you oh sure are you a mechanic no I'm a Zen Buddhist but that's close enough how many bottles of that wine would you be willing to give me if I fixed
0: it? Well, to get this thing running? Yeah. Six. Eight. Seven. Eight. Okay, nine. But that's my final offer.
1: Then you used to run a savings loan.
0: No, you're thinking of my father. Look, you uh, want a little
1: something in advance? Boy, oh, boy! You must be one of the great minds of your generation. You got it.
6: Yeah. So they they negotiate uh, the wine bottle situation. And then at uh, 24 or we get the second... Boy, oh, boy,
1: you must be one of the great minds of your generation.
6: Boy, oh, boy of the my movie, oh which is when boy Monty my. says, Boy, oh, boy,
5: you must be one of the great minds of your generation. Um, and yeah, we go which, back to another window pine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Monty, the first crack in the hardcore uh, conservative the exterior blanket. shell of Monty... So he's pining. He's back at the window, looking out at the van. Mm-hmm.
4: Wipes, wipes yeah. that steam off the window. That he's, fog and off the he's window. He's like,
5: this is like a hundred percent pine. Like he's looking right out there. Oh yeah. Close up, looking out there, and he gets his Harvard blanket from his mm. bed, and gives it to the bum. It must be what seven degrees, six degrees out there, and he covers up Joe Pesci, and Joe Pesci does the like. Fake sleeping
4: move. Oh, yeah. The eyes pop something, open. Yeah. He's, something I yeah, also want to just subtly point out here sure. is that um, so Brendan Fraser has a broken leg and he's operating at this point with a crutch throughout right. the majority of the film. Yeah. And oh, this is symbolism. Say, the crutch is symbol. Anyway, go ahead. I would say Ooh. that there is a lot of aggressive. Oh, there's a lot of aggressive physicality. Brendan Fraser's a big guy. How, yeah, uh, let's let's pause Christmas for a sec. How big? <laughs> how, how, how how tall? This is the one thing that Chris <laughs>
6: like this, this, this is, is where we're going. like Chris Chris reading goes, full baby. chunks of dialogue, and the only the point that Chris Have brings up is, this big o? <laughs> "Look at the size of this guy. This guy's a
4: monster." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so give me it's a insane. height. Give me a height. 6 what is two? Oh my six God. Six-two. Six like six yeah. Two.
5: Previously had mentioned, but he's he at least six-four six four six with two. crutches. Six four, but the but
6: crutch, he's
4: very aggressive with that crutch. So, oh my God, so he's swinging and he's, around. And he's going he's, through the snow. He's hopping on one foot tw- sort of, in the snow. It's sort of it heightens want. his like curmudgeon-y, you know, mm-hmm. down well, with the it's, government, you know, it's like symbolism, right? He doesn't yeah, get, want get the government out of my life.
5: He doesn't it, want help. He can do it all himself.
4: Yeah,
6: it's
5: true. He's so
6: frustrated, rugged. Bob Cratchit. I don't over here. rely on a crutch. So frustrated at seeming vulnerable or weak. So just like he's yeah. I, I, I
5: struggle with that I'm, That's part of the therapy routine yeah. Does, Not that overt There's not a physical crutch <laughs> not Sure. But then Joe Pesci comes And is like let me help you You help me I help you mm-hmm. And this is obviously Brennan rejects it Because he needs no help from anyone But then he ends up carrying his books to the library
1: Hey boy Here we go For lodgings and meals And two extra for the blanket Thanks
5: Thanks a lot, but the uh, blanket was just, uh, you know, goodwill.
1: How many books I'll carry for you?
5: Now, yeah, what's that gonna cost me?
1: It's for the blanket, okay?
0: You didn't ask for the blanket, so the blanket doesn't count.
1: Hey, I appreciated it, okay? Would you appreciate it if I carry your books? Boy, oh boy, we're in business. Come on,
6: boy. Hip it up, happy Boy, oh boy, we're in business. At uh, 26 dollars oh, that's <laughs> Boy, oh boy, number three. Not, not an especially spicy one. I'd give that one a one out of five. Uh, Pesci Peppers, oh my. which is my, uh, my, my uh, patented scale that I uh, created for uh, judging right. the
5: spiciness of Boy, oh boy's in the movie with honors. And is this, so this is another part, like, again, like, you just can't nail Joe Pesci's character down. He's in the library, and for mm-hmm. some reason he's yelling. "Oh my God, this library and, scene!" And you're like you're like, uh, why are we yelling now?" Like, wh- how does this fit into the grand?" that, that he, he's
4: he's he's poking brendan Fraser. he's upending his yeah. sort of worldview and saying, i it, bet you think it, you're so it, special it, being it, a, a harvard student you mm-hmm, uh, know being mm-hmm. here in the library guess what it doesn't matter but he's just what matters like is being a good person
5: against the wall kind of vibe I, I don't get that he's pushing him to be a good person i just i think he's just trying to create a scene i think he's just trying to needle
6: him and and, yes. and annoy him um yes i love like how many layers he like so like Like, ostentatiously has to, like, remove when he, like, sits down. And he's so, like, he's just so, like, visibly homeless and <laughs> and then true. like I love when the uh the librarian the snooty uh, librarian woman uh comes over to tr- try to kick Simon out and the way that Monty saves the situation is by saying oh no he's with me he's part of my research project amazing like as if he's a like
5: an animal oh, that let, he's like yeah, studying again, like we'll, we'll let your pet in here <laughs> what is your research project this is
6: another human being du- dude like are you a so, eugenicist like what the fuck are you researching <laughs> Now does, can we
4: talk for a a about Joe Pesci's look. Um, I guess I specifically want to talk about his hair. The hair. Of it's course. amazing. Wig
6: work. <laughs> I literally wrote and in my I, notes, I, in capital letters, letters, his hair. The yuck.
5: The wig work is
6: amazing.
4: I want to be careful here. I want to be uh. careful here of you know, I'm not trying to be insensitive. Obviously like this is a guy that like lives on the street and can't take care of himself, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But But just the Joe, the Joe Pesci that we're familiar with, the actor Joe Pesci that we're familiar with often on screen is, you know, is bald has that like tightly, you know, like that, that tight look Mm -hmm. in terms of his haircut, you know, like again, the first movie that I remember Joe Pesci in is home alone, where famously burned with an eye has the fire, the, 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 the the flamethrower. You know, burns the top oh, of, his, of course yeah you can't have hair down. on that
6: head yeah no. anyways
4: also like, yeah, members su- of
6: the mafia are usually not like hippie hair like, right yeah yes and, and usually exactly. gotta keep it pretty so tight him yeah. with this like
4: full seeing him bend with the full beard and the long stringy hair mm-hmm. it's like very unjo pesci like we don't Again, really often see him on screen looking like this the man's Again, got a range.
5: look is a carbon copy of Robin Williams. <laughs> Good well, <I> one. <laughs> That's sure the beard. It's like you put them side to side. <laughs> and the and glasses. the are the same of guy. <laughs> they're the same guy. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of people look to this movie for inspo. It is so. for sure a prequel. Yeah,
6: there's, there's a lot of parallel themes. Um, Which
5: then leads us to the visual also. When I heard, I'm a bum, but I'm a havin' bum. And that's stuck in my mind to this day. And, like, it's one of those things that, like, I'll be – you'll be walking around and, like, that will – you'll hear that in your mind. <laughs> but you don't know you're why. You're, like
6: 68 why did you serve years this old and you're yeah. taking
5: a shower one morning and you just say to yourself, I'm a bum, but I'm a Harvard bum. You just, have, just, like, there's words that just pop into your brain. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, why did my brain pick that one? But it just stuck in my brain forever. Yeah. Um, a lot of movie trailer stuff like that. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but then the visual – I think the most famous visual in the film, Joe Pesci's embarrassed after taking off all the clothes, and he, again, wants to be treated like a human being, so he asks if he can take
6: a bath. Oh, the bath. Yeah. But wait, and sorry, right before the bath, we have to touch briefly on the Women Are Perfect monologue. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, We're not joy going egg, anywhere. Jo- is this so Joy Let's, egg, joy let's egg, just joy
4: read egg. it verbatim. So okay. we have S- Simon, Women, Ain't they perfect? Monty, not always. Simon, yes, they are. They're perfect. Don't matter if they're skinny, fat, blonde, or blue. If a woman Ooh, is willing to give ladies. you her if a woman is willing to give you her love, Harvard, it's the greatest gift in the world. Makes you taller, makes you smarter, makes your teeth shine. Boy, oh boy, women are perfect.
1: Women. Ain't they perfect?
5: Not always. Yes,
1: they are. They're perfect. Don't matter if they're skinny, fat, blonde, or blue. If a woman is willing to give you her love, Harvey, it's the greatest gift in the world. Makes you taller, makes you smarter, makes your teeth shine. Boy, oh boy, (laughs) women are perfect.
6: Mm. He's right. I have no notes. That is is Boy, oh boy, number four uh, for those keeping track at home. At 28.56 into the movie um for me that's a four out of five Pesci peppers uh it's not that sassy the the delivery but he does put a little zing on it and it's just such an iconic line in itself that uh i give that one a four out of five because boy
5: oh Oh, boy women are perfect um do you remember the time back then when you could have a line like boy oh boy and you couldn't get it anywhere else but the movies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you know if you had that line now you'd be done in three days or whatever the meme uh, would just be i think blo- but like
4: our you modern ver- the modern version of boy oh boy is mcconaughey's all right all right all right, all right. yeah but that's even 15 years old but even that's different that's and he said it
6: old. what like two or three times they milk the boy o boys as
5: yeah it's, well we'll be keeping it's across a bunch of, of movies too right does he say boy oh boy in other movies i feel like he does, does he? i don't know i definitely
6: i feel like he kind of i feel like he coined it specifically for this, one, for this one. one yeah so i just wonder if they like was that in the script did he a little it was he like hey you know what this should be my catchphrase boy and then the
5: director boy. was like more i love it one joe keep yes do more do of that <laughs> more do of it. that do show one more yes madonna's <laughs> on set do it <laughs> so
6: your delivery of general. women are perfect was great but what do you think can we can we sneak a boy oh boy in there <laughs>
5: yeah i can give you one of those yeah. what do you Let's do joke. what do you say as an actor chris when you get that we want more boy oh boy note? Um, you just go what sure are,
4: thing boss <laughs> what do we say i'm where do i sign yeah <laughs> sure thing right away right yeah. away mr <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, so
5: the but then the visual that i'm talking about is when he takes the bath yeah. He's in the full operatic like s- this is one of those things where the, like v- the viking you saw helmet the viking helmet and there's another there's another reference like this is like the Bugs Bunny when he was an opera singer mm-hmm. helmet. Is it a Valkyrie helmet? I don't know. It's something like that. I, guy. I mean, he's he's singing it. the the battle hymn of the republic while
6: while taking a My comical bubble bath.
5: The of the boy, boy, Yeah. My eyes
1: have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Every is out the great surmount thought. He has loosened up the panties Of the little whore next door Monty His throat is marching
6: (laughs) I mean this is just classic bum behavior Okay this is what they all do They're all eccentric They love singing
5: Which if you've lived in a college house Pretty much the first thing you notice is not to take a bath. Not take a bath in a house of five people. (laughs) But like also like a college house bathtub. Mm -hmm. Like that thing is (laughs) (laughs) horrific. That thing is uncleanable. You cannot salvage that. But they have a claw footed tub. In addition to the shower Mm. that they have, they have a claw independent claw footed tub. Yeah. Um and he's got the helmet on, and he's singing, and then, of course, my boy, Jeff gotta come in there at the oh. least opportune moment Mm-mm. not the first <laughs> not time jeff happy. will inter- in- interrupt him in the bathroom
6: <laughs> he's the oh my god <laughs> This becomes a bit of a trope it's uh, a bit of a theme a motif movie.
4: yeah hey guys while we're i, I i'm sorry i know we we just moved on to the bathtub but yeah. while Let's we're go uh, back baby well, yeah just i, I just was actually i a, wanted
6: to go back as well i had I one thing i wanted to hit
4: pin, i just want to put a pin this is a very half-baked idea But, like, it does seem like maybe a theme of the movie uh, or a theme of the movie is sort of, like, the treatment of women or, like, the idealization of women. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like, in this monologue from Simon, you know, he kind of spells out his thoughts on it. But, like, I think Moira Kelly's character is sort of a vehicle that we learn through the writer about like his perspective on women and like her relation to like, she's a manic I, pixie. Yeah. I was, and, like That, the that way,
6: phrase was on the tip of my tongue. I was like, when should I drop
4: this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah manic pic manic pixie, like that whole scene about, can I borrow some condoms? Um, the Such a
6: male fantasy of a, yes. a woman. Yes, like, let's face it like that beautiful and just She's like this very
4: free and easy with sex. It's not a big to deal to be just to one of the guys on top, the top of all dawning. that uh, the guys, no. girl. Um, and it's then just the, just pa- no. the pajama party where, uh, you know, it's just like, it, there's a very clear point of view about like men and women and how men should pursue women and how men should be like, what a noble man is is so, a man who is like sort of like the silent the strong silent type who sort of hangs back at the party and when mm-hmm, there's that yeah. whole fight between her and her boyfriend he sort of runs out and Which, saves like, again, her and just kisses yeah, her no spoilers please
6: we'll get to that yeah,
4: yeah. But, but like that and then and then when you think about like simon's like failings with his family and how he oh, was yeah. basically sort of Admits to being like a failure of a man because he left his his wife and child. And yeah. when Brendan Fraser talks about how his mom was an amazing mom and his dad was a terrible dad because his dad wasn't around and his mom provided for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, again, this is like a very half baked thing, but I just I think, think that this half is baked. I think this is sort of like a running thing throughout the movie that like women are these sort of solution pri- to prizes man's problem. Y- Yeah, You got a
5: problem as a gay, you get yourself a lady, you'd be right. But again, this was the beginning of changing the narrative, which was previously that like women were in service to men in a different way. This is like the kinder, gentler men writing, men wrote this woman character. And it was like, of course, the end point or the ultimate happiness for a female would be to be exactly like a guy yeah like they that was the conception of like, oh, well,' she's so liberated, she's exactly like a guy, yeah um, but also still only existing through the gaze of uh Monty, right yeah. like Ma- he, she's there to solve quote unquote, Monty's problem of being yep. this like penned up loser and like to liberate him. From his, hey, like, let me box. just run with
4: you to the library and right. make photocopies photocopies right. of your thesis. She hey, why don't you come any, into the bathroom? We don't while know I, what her major is. I shave my legs. And, <laughs> yeah, and, that's uh, true. She's
6: never given any like backstory or yeah. We know like, she's but rich. But, like, we in, see she's
5: her
4: like from from around with like a football in the house. Like she's just one of the boys. I but mean, again, the, this is
5: this is the very male cons- like. This is like the beginning of wokeness, and it was like the way that women will improve is by being men. Yeah. And it's like that's not quite again, it was like we we're not having this conversation. We're sort of dictating like this is where everything can fit in a better way. But it's still a man writer, like conceiving of these pieces and how they fit together. And that's course, why it's so yeah. limited. You know, it's like she's, such
6: she, right on on the surface, it's like she's independent, she's right. got like agency oh, and like it's great for her. And right, like she can but like kind of make her own decisions and stuff. But like the ideal male <laughs> fantasy is another dude that you get to have sex with
4: yeah that's like i mean it's that's basically what she is yeah she looks uh, very feminine and beautiful but like even down to the point where she has a short haircut like there are things about her that are very like um masculine yeah like not like overly aggressively feminine Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like where it's like let's create a character that's like very easy to assimilate among men in a house with three guys, right?
6: Yeah. Yep. So, and also the one bit of character uh, like context that they do provide is that she has, I think, four brothers or four or five uh, oh, brothers so that she's she mentions, just like
5: the, the boys.
6: Yeah. So this is just like she's her just all like she knows guy guy is friend. dudes. Like she's just never you know never grew up around around girls and so. But she's this just, was
5: the attempt at like what like we're saying the attempt at wokeism is like that's more you know that character, the liberation for that character. Is like you're just servicing a guy in a different way that's like quote unquote better for you. Yeah, and it's like still written by a dude who like doesn't give this person a full like that like the I guess the Bechdel test situation here is oh. like doesn't. Well, doesn't
6: there are come literally close. no other women in the movie for her to talk to.
5: Yeah, like she's
6: <laughs> not. Does she talk to another woman? No, that wouldn't be possible.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's so, a failure. That's a big so, old failure. Yeah, fail. Chris, I think that's not a half-baked theory. I think yeah, that's yeah. pretty. And she has like a like a early manic pixie. Oh yeah, dream girl. Just yeah, manic yeah, and sure. pixie, manic sexual. Like not dream the exact,
6: yeah, yeah, not the exact like kind of quirky, it's like masculine crazy sexual. But the tom the tomboy version of a manic pixie dream yeah. girl, um, which was a, a huge in the nineties. Huge. Oh yeah, of course. Many, many. Yeah.
5: The the landscape is littered with them. Yeah, yeah.
6: Um, one last thing before we move on to the bubble bath, um, uh, we're Wham. I one, there, folks. We're gonna get to the bubble bath uh, <laughs> within two hours. Sorry, already said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But wait, so earlier, Wham, you were like, "Is is uh, Simon actually wise? Does he actually have yes, mystical he, bum wisdom to to offer our characters?" Um, sure. And I want to go. I want to focus in on one. Uh, exchange uh, that they have at the library at the very end after the women are perfect monologue um, there uh monty is 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 uh dwelling on something that Simon said to him the night before, which we skipped over um because we're not actually reading every line uh there are there are parts that were that were brushing past here, but uh, we come back and get the line but we, we will come back and get them yeah so don't don't <laughs> worry rest assured um, but at one point in the van the first night um Uh, Monty and Simon are talking and uh, Monty back at the van van. we're back at the van Um, uh, and Simon delivers like an absolutely withering fucking takedown um, after oh yeah he's like oh I want my first page and Simon says he doesn't have it and then Monty goes how do I know you didn't burn it what do you think I am an idiot and Simon looks at him and just goes, no, Harvard, I think you're a loser. Oof. And it was just like, like oh, destroys wanna him. Wanna see just a dead absolutely, body? Absolutely, the soul lifts out of the body. <laughs> um, we, see, we see the angel float away. Um, incredible moment. But then, so the next day, clearly like that's a powerful line because it's still eating at Monty. Um, and Monty, uh, sorry, it's still, yeah, it's still eating at Monty. And, and Monty asks Simon, hey, why did you call me a loser? Um, and Simon says, I'm not a loser, Harvard. I'm a quitter. quitter. You try too hard. Winners forget their inner race. They just love to run. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's so profound and wise. And then I like, I like wrote it, I like copied it down. I transcribed it. I read it again. I'm not a loser, Harvard. I'm a quitter. You try too hard. Winners forget their inner race they just love to run sure so i'm like let's try to unpack that what does yeah, that where have, are we here d- is that the, the, like, the more i thought about the more it one? broke my brain i'm like is quitting good or bad is right. is it worse than trying to win and losing and like so monty's not a winner we've established that he's a loser right um, The loser is
5: person who tries to yeah. win but
6: monty's race. not a quitter either
5: um, a quitter is and a person like, who leaves the race, which is what right, Simon which
6: did. which is what Simon did. I'm a quitter. A so winner he's saying is someone like,
4: that just runs doing for what the they love. love of running. Yeah, yeah. they
6: love. So does that mean that he's a winner... Because he forgot he was in a race, but so, then okay. he quit. So he's I not. Think I can, he's also not. I don't in a think race. he's
4: saying he's a winner. No. I don't think. I don't. He's I don't think that. Simon is like I'm a winner and you're a loser. But, but he is like you're a loser. Simon's FYI. saying the poem. Okay. Okay. He's
5: saying I quit. You find this out later. right? I quit and ran away from the thing I loved. So that makes yeah. me a loser. Right. You are. Fighting for something that you don't love and that makes mm. you a loser. So sorry, right. makes you a makes me a quitter. You fighting for something you don't love makes you a loser because right. even if you win, you lose. And a real winner is you, it's only who's about the doing race. what they believed in. And, okay, and just doing that. Yeah. So all right, I, that, actually kinda, yeah. I that actually does kind of. That actually does kind of make sense. So never mind. You I Take it did, all back. You wouldn't have thought about it. They didn't it clearly. You know, you'd have to really put your. Put your brain down on that one. Yeah, yeah. But
6: no, I'm, I'm glad we worked that out. Okay.
1: You can to Switch.
3: Switch.